Hi everyone, this is Felicia, just a little prelude to our podcast today. I am so very much excited about this episode because it is something that I think is just so, so cool. And Billy doesn't really believe in spirits and stuff like that, so we'll see what he has to say. But I actually do have an Ouija board, and so I thought it'd be kind of fun to set up the ambience before we got started. And so that's what I've done. He's not in the room yet, so we are gonna go see what he thinks. All right, I'll see you guys in a bit. Bye. Spooky. <laughs> what do you think? I think I'm sensing a theme. Do you know what we're talking about today? Well, considering that's the first time that this has ever been out of the box, I'm going to assume we're talking about Ouija boards. Yeah, we're going to talk about Ouija boards today. Uh, welcome to Our Odd Pod Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. This is, as always, the f- host, Felicia. And this and is our host, Billy. Billy what? Billy Bones. <laughs> <laughs> So everything kind of went according to the way I planned it in my head. Um, you know what we're talking about today? Yes. Ouija boards. And I am so, 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 so very excited about it because I just love Ouija boards. I can tell. You seem excited about it. That's all I've been talking about for like a solid week. Not to me. Pretty much. Um, but before we get started on that, how are you doing? I'm great. Good. I'm surviving. Yeah, you've kind of had a hard week. We won't get into it. We're also super fortunate with the way Hurricane Laura came. Completely missed us. Yeah. um, Uh, For those that don't know, and I don't know why anybody would, we live in Louisiana, about an hour away from New Orleans. Not to, like, super triangulate us, but... Nope. Uh, here's And our address is as follows. <laughs> but as someone... Well, we've both lived on the Gulf Coast pretty much all of our lives. Yeah, like right in the panhandle. We're very much familiar with hurricanes. And as of recording this episode, Hurricane Laura happened like yesterday. Yeah, we just got some rain. We honestly. got a lot of rain, a lot of wind. We were really lucky. There were people who were not so lucky so like we thought we were gonna have to evacuate for a little bit but we ended up not having to yeah definitely keep those people further west from us in your thoughts though if they're like some charities that you can find yeah this episode should air in october and i can guarantee you after going through katrina and ivan it's not over yet they're going to be rebuilding for a long long time yeah that's just kind of the the risk we take living on the coast, especially in the Gulf. Hurricanes are nothing new to us. And also living in 2020. Yeah, so that's what 2020 has brought us this year. So just keep a lookout for what you can do for um, those communities. I know we'll probably step up at some point in the future. My, uh, my friend's family, their house got ruined, so. Yeah. Um, these are pre-recorded though, so you're going to be listening to this way after Hurricane Laura, so probably what we can do is, as things develop, maybe we can find some sort of relief charities that we can plug at the end of our show, um, because 
we grew up on the Gulf Coast. Hurricanes are no joke, and someone's life is always altered, like even by the small hurricanes. Anyway. Well, if I've done my calculations correctly, and I think I have, this episode's going to air October 2nd. Okay. Which is a Friday, of course. But that also means a couple of things. It means that my friend Brittany's birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Brittany. Happy birthday, Brittany. The anniversary of the day that we met has just passed and I probably have already cried about it. She remembers everything. (laughs) And for those of you who wait until October to celebrate Halloween, soupy season is officially upon us. Spoopy season? Spoopy season. Okay. At first I thought I heard soupy season and i was like i mean it's not that cold outside soup season's coming now and i'm super excited about that too um unless you're like a spooky boo like me Mm -hmm. uh today it's august and we went halloween shopping today and we got some cool stuff (laughs) well we're celebrating halloween since the beginning of august because we need at least six months to celebrate because this year has been absolute bullshit yeah i mean it's i was gonna say it's like a thematic year for halloween but not really it'd be it's more disaster movie and less horror you know just like never ending disaster movie of 2020 (laughs) so i feel like we needed the full five months to fully celebrate um the only thing that i have to left to look forward to this year (laughs) right which even that probably won't be as exciting as usual yeah i'm not sure how halloween or um haunted houses are going to be this year which sucks because we do have some good ones around here. We have a Ouija board. We can make our own haunted house. <laughs> um, and this also, this episode came at the request of my sister. She even wrote us a little story about her experience. Oh. Using an Ouija board when we were younger. So excited. <laughs> I already <laughs> told them that you're not um, super convinced about spirits and such. That's Oh, you told them? You yeah. just outed me like that? I, Just kidding. So... I I'm thought the, it was, they should know. Yeah, I'm the skeptic. I like Ouija boards. I think they're really cool. I like the design and the aesthetic and like the idea behind them. Do I think you can talk to ghosts with them? I do not. But you know what? If that's what you believe, that's cool. I'm into it. Whatever boosts them Ouija board sales, I guess. <laughs> so obviously you know what we're talking about today. And I kind of want to... There's a couple of things I want to touch on when it comes to, like, Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought we would go over, like, the rules and, like, where they are in pop culture and... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just think they're so cool. Um, So, obviously, Ouija boards are found in pop culture, specifically in horror films. They do make their debut in comedy uh shows as well but yeah i feel like that's kind of like a comedy trope right that pops up sometimes Ouija yeah board. um it's featured in i love lucy really yeah i need to go back and watch that episode oh, man can yes. you just imagine dude can is i love lucy public domain yet because we could totally uh we could watch that and do like a reaction video or oh something oh my god let's do it i don't even care if it's not also in films like the 1973 version of The Exorcist. Ooh, The Exorcist. Well, that's the reason why Reagan gets possessed right. by the demon. is because she was messing with an Ouija board. I just want to say I think The Exorcist is overrated. Take that back. <laughs> and all the viewers are lost. I'm just saying, I got to meet Linda Blair. I love her. 
She signed my autograph. I have her autograph. I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from Linda Blair. Why do you think that it's overrated? I don't know, man. Like, what's the, like the spider walk? I don't know. She vomited green puke. You know what? I vomited green puke before and had nothing to do with a Ouija board and everything to do with a bullfrog. I'm sorry, what? It's not important. I'm Let's gonna... continue. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. It was a drink. A bullfrog's a drink. Ew. Not an actual frog. Gross. Okay, so anyway. Um, so there's even like more relevant movies into like the 21st century. You've got a Ouija origin of evil even um movies like paranormal activity feature ouija boards oh yeah where it's like and it just kind of like bursts into flame and catches on fire yeah yeah um it's like doing its own thing i'm glad you brought up paranormal activity because i used to have a ouija board when i lived on guam on guam i slept with it beside me every night and right before I would go to bed every night, I would look at the Ouija board and I would yell at it. And I would say, fucking do something, Ouija board. And guess what? Nothing happened. Things are starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> at least nothing happened while I was awake. Now, I don't know what was going on when I was sleeping. Things are just slowly, the pieces are slowly coming together. All right, so Ouija boards are also known as talking boards. Mm. Um OEG is pretty much just kind of like a name brand. Yeah, like oh. a skill saw. Yeah, or kind of like an exacto knife. Mm-hmm. They're known as talking boards before the term OEG came, um, but I'm just gonna keep calling them OEG boards because that's easier for me. Well, Ouija board is a lot shorter than talking board or spirit board. Yeah, but OEG board's easier for me to say, so I'm just gonna keep saying OEG board. Uh, so it was a name brand. Is it still a name brand or is it like an old name brand that's kind of been taken by other people? Now, now it is just a Ouija board. Uh, It's trademarked now as an Ouija board. Even if you look on Etsy and we'll get into that later, you're still going to find them under the name Ouija. Mm -hmm. So nobody really calls on talking boards. You can kind of see them called spirit boards every now and then, but essentially they are just Ouija boards. It seems to me, in my experience, they're called spirit boards by the people who take them very seriously, right? Like, if you use it as a tool of your trade. Well, I'm sure it has something to do with, like, uh, if you're trying to make it a game and you're trying to talk to the dead at a party versus, like, you're doing some kind of divination. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which, we're actually going to get right into my next paragraph. Oh, cool. (laughs) I'm glad that my interruptions can help lead into the next topic. It's a good segue. Goody. Um, so essentially what I was going to say is I've seen two kinds of talking board things. Mm-hmm. Spirit boards. Obviously we have the regular board, which is just a board with numbers and stuff on vintage. it. Vintage. She's vintage. This board is from what, the 70s? The 50s. The 50s? Yeah. Oh, it's in really good shape. Thank you. I've had it since the 50s. Just kidding. Um, She's a vampire. <laughs> the first thing that I want to talk about is a pendulum board. Okay. A pendulum board is used for like divination, pretty much. You're going to use your body to 
manipulate the pendulum to give you answers. Right, and it's like um, depending on the way the pendulum swings is the answer to your question or something, right? Yeah, you can uh, give it cues for, oh, if it swings back and forth, that's yes. If it swings side to side, that's no. Okay. Um, if you were to use a pendulum board, it, instead of like a board like the one that I have, which is kind of set up like a rectangle, a pendulum board is going to be more circular and it will swing over the letter in which it corresponds with. Okay, so there are still letters. It's not just a yes or no thing. Yes, but um, if you if you were to use a pendulum board with letters on it, you could do that, or you would just show me what yes it is, and it would swing back and forth. And... Oh, okay, okay, cool, okay. Um, so a pendulum can be made from a crystal, a crystal cage, or it can just be like a simple weighted pendulum. The website that I was on that was explaining how to use a pendulum said that different crystals can be used depending on what type of question is being asked. Okay. So, like, if you were going to ask the pendulum the best time to tell me that you love me. All the time. <laughs> a rose quartz would be work best for that. But if you needed, like, an answer, or if you had a question that needed, like, a definitive answer, a pendulum with a tiger's eye would be ideal. A tiger's eye? Not familiar with that brand of crystal. I think it's more like a rock rather than a crystal, but we're going to go with it. Okay. But the, the main difference between a Ouija boards and pendulums, however, is that with a pendulum, you are tapping into your subconscious mind Okay. Um, to unlock the answers that you're looking for. So when you ask the pendulum a question, you're really just asking your subconscious. Uh-huh. Um, your hand is going to be the vessel that leads you to your answer. So you're going to have the pendulum hanging from your hand. Your hand is going to make teeny tiny movements that will move the pendulum. Like you will barely even be able to tell that your hand is moving. And apparently your subconscious will give you the answers that you need. But as far as Ouija boards go, like I said, they're also known as talking boards. The first modern talking board came out in northern Ohio. And before that, talking boards or Ouija boards were very popular in Victorian times. Okay, so the first modern one is from Ohio? Yes. All right. It's not just for lovers anymore. Is Ohio for lovers? Is that a thing? Oh my God. It's okay. You're an old, old man. Is that like a reference that I don't get? It is. It's okay. Well, sorry, Ohio. I've been to Ohio. I didn't know it was for lovers. thought it was mostly, well, where I was is mostly for farmers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be lonely. Farmersonly.com You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Hey, Farmers Only, if you're listening, won't you give it, won't you hit us up with that sponsorship? it is for lovers yeah um okay so the ouija board in victorian times it broke a lot of rules because the directions for it said that preferably there was a man and a woman Mm -hmm. Um, oh i can i already i can feel the scandal they weren't supposed to be left alone with each other if they weren't married Right. Think back to, like, the corpse bride. It's improper for a woman to be with a man. Hashtag Alabama in the 90s. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so the directions were you would place the board on your knees. Okay. Your fingers would touch. Oh. Scandalous. Wow. Sounds like foreplay. <laughs> so men like to buy these for women because it was kind of like a little. So they could touch their hands. So they could touch t- fingertips. Sorry, madam, I am looking for Jan Cellular Telephone. <laughs> it was like a little date night game, which is kind of cute, I think. 
It's like talk, a meet cute. Let's, let's talk a day. He let's... bought me a board, and then we talked to the dead, and we summoned a demon and had to fight for our lives. Casual. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Thursday. <laughs> Hashtag Friday night recording. <laughs> um, so, but if we're going to talk about the modern board, it kind of arrived, arrived during the spiritual movement, mm-hmm. which started around 19 or 1880s. 1880s, okay. The spiritualist movement was like more when people were really embracing things like... New age stuff. Yeah, more like they're embracing like things like divination and like fortune telling and like Ouija boards because they wanted to know like people would go off to war and some people would never return and they were like, well, we'll use these talking boards to figure out what happened to Uncle Paul. Or someone was like, hey, give me money. And I'll use this talking board to figure out what happened to Uncle Paul. Basically. (laughs) Got it. Um, So it wasn't until 1890 that the name Ouija was given to talking boards. A man named Charles Kennard, who lived in Charlestown, Maryland, claimed to have invented the talking board. Maryland, you say? Yes. Interesting. Um, He said that he invented the board that would become the modern-day Ouija. Modern... Day Ouija board. Modern day Ouija board. Um, he asked a man who worked right next to him, E.C. Reich, a cabinet maker and a coffin maker, to make a few. So I think his name is Reich. He would claim that he made the modern day Ouija board. So they came up with the board. Charles Kenner took it from him and went on to make a business. What actually happened really isn't like a definitive way to know. Because uh-huh. it was so long ago, and people aren't really keeping records of these things. But between these two guys, they claim they made the modern day Ouija board. And this was what year? Sorry, did you say? 1890. 1890. Good year, as I recall. It was kind of hot. Not a fan. Anyway. <laughs> um, according to Robert Murch, who is like a um, an Ouija historian. He sells t-shirts on the internet. Robert Murch. It was a group of investors who were looking to capitalize on what they considered to be a game, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have a name for the wooden board yet. And their board was inscribed with the letters, the numbers, and the words yes and no. Um, And so the story goes that on April 25th in 1890, Charles Kennard of the Kennard Novelty Company, they were just kind of like hanging out in Baltimore in a boarding house with the fellow investor Elijah Bond and Bond's sister-in-law Helen. And Helen what claimed to be like a really strong medium. Okay. So like she said that she could talk to the dead. <laughs> oh, Helen. Oh, Helen. So Helen Peters. So they start doing like a session or a seance, whatever you want to call it. They sit in a circle, they place their fingers on the planchette, and they start asking it questions and they ask, what do you want to be called? Like, what's your name? And it's spelled out O-U-I-J-A. Oh, U-I-J-A. And when they asked the board what that meant, it said, good luck. Oh, that seems threatening. Doesn't it? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. What but that's it? how the words good luck ended up on the board. Oh. Well, okay, good luck is not on this board. I swear I have a board that says good luck on I'm it. I'm fairly certain I've seen boards that say good luck on that. Mine just says goodbye. Well, you have to say goodbye or like Azuzu or whatever. Sozo. You know about Sozo? I know about Sozo. Oh, shit, Sozo. Hey, I know things. 
Anyway. I'm a worldly sort of gentleman. <laughs> uh, where the building, where the seance happened, is still there. It is a 7-Eleven now. Nice. 529 North Charles Street. In Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> I wonder if like... The modern day 7-Eleven. <laughs> I wonder if there are like Ouija pilgrimages to... Uh, to the 7-Eleven in Baltimore. <laughs> We're getting haunted uh, slushies. Yeah. I got, I got a banana slushie, but I got home and I swear it tastes like blueberries. I don't know. So the first board that was manufactured under the name Ouija obviously happened in 1890. And since Ouija's inception into popularity, newspapers have reported that it was a way to communicate with the dead, blah, 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 predict catastrophes, solved mysteries, and could even commit crimes. Oh. You know what? I once got mugged by a Ouija board. <laughs> and I really was inconvenient having to cancel all those credit cards. Um, so, like I said before, Ouija's popularity grew even higher in the wake of World War One when a newspaper covered the story of Pearl Curran. Um, she was a St. Louis... St. Louis? St. Louis. Yeah. Um, housewife who used Ouija to talk to the spirits of a 17th century woman named Patrice Worth. Miss Curran went on to publish Miss Patrice's writings and they gained notoriety. Stop. Hold on. This lady used a Ouija board to talk to a spirit who she then wrote down what she said and made it into a book? She wrote down the ghost stories from the Ouija board and so, published them. Oh man, it's like literal ghost stories it's can you imagine about a ghost. how long that would take i can't imagine <laughs> that it would take a Just while 17 hours and i'm only done on the first chapter it's been one sentence it's like the stop motion the writing equivalent of stop motion animation pretty much but um, it's ghost stories can we just appreciate that it's a ghost story written a from a ghost story from a ghost not a story about a ghost but it's still a ghost story it's great um, so even though Ouija boards are mass-produced now, you can make an Ouija board pretty much out of everything. Yes, you just need, if I recall correctly, the blood of the innocent um, and the like a ashwood tree. I don't know. Stop me. <laughs> you want to keep, keep going? Keep going. <laughs> um, so like I have one that's made out of ceramic. Uh, that's the one that's also broken, but it also has glass on it. Yeah, we need to fix that. And that one's circular. Yeah, that one's a circular one. It's got a glass top on it. It's really pretty. It is really cool. Um, but it fell out of my closet and broke. The one that I have in front of me is the one that I bought at our antique store downtown. But I've seen them made from resin, cardboard, macaroni noodle art, feathers. Your options are limitless. On a typical board, obviously, you'll have the numbers 0 through 9. Yes, no, hello, goodbye, and obviously the alphabet. As far as, like, decor goes for your Ouija board, mine in front of me has, like, the sun, the moon, stars, and then people playing with the Ouija board on it. Interesting. Um, I feel like... Most of those are typical of a Ouija board that yeah. you would buy, right, in a store. Sun and stars. Um, sun, the moon, and stars is typically, like, the one that is, like, most common. My circular one that's broken has, like, a kitty on it with, like, foliage. and. Do you think there's someone listening to this who's freaked out that we have a broken Ouija board in our house? Definitely, because when I announced to the world that I had broken my Ouija board in the past, people were like, you're going to die. Which, spoiler. Still here. You are going to die. Eventually. But I don't think it's because of my Ouija board. Plus, I don't do anything stupid with it. So, Right. Except let it fall out of the closet. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the one that my sister is going to talk about later, hers glowed in the dark. We bought it from Walmart. 
I think mine glowed in the dark. <laughs> Bought her from like KB Toys or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've seen some absolutely beautiful ones that are custom created by art, like artists. Um, there's one that I'm completely obsessed with. I've shown you it before, I'm pretty sure. And I'm going to plug her details in the show notes because I'm just obsessed with them. And I think she deserves the notoriety. She has like death moths on them and they're just so beautiful. Her name is Indiana Bones Art on Facebook. Indiana um, Bones? Yeah. Are we related? I actually put that we're not related in any way as far as I oh. know. Indiana Bones, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> I love her boards though and like when I have enough money, I'm going to buy one. Getting into like the parts of an Ouija board, obviously we have the board with everything that's on it. Mm-hmm. Um... The planchette is the movable piece, which is what I have in my hands right now. Old boards, this part would have like a piece of lead or something on it, and it would spell out what the board was trying to say. What do you mean? It would um, like trace. Oh. Your spirit guide will trace the letters. <laughs> so the participants will place their fingers on the planchette and this spirit will guide them to the letters or responses for the board. The planchette is usually train or triangular in shape or kind of like heart shaped, kind of like this one is. Uh huh. You kind of get like the idea. Despite it being a game, um, considered a game at least, there are quite a few rules that are probably best to follow when using an Ouija board. Okay. Sorry, I've just always been curious about what's on the bottom, why it can slide so easily. It's just felt, I guess. Yeah, mine's made of felt. My other one, the one that's on top of the bookshelf that we have. It's not felt. It just slides across the glass. Um, and then some of them are just plastic. Just curious. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but... That's okay. The I, think... one I, I don't remember what I the one I had had on it. I think it was just like If it's rubber. the one that glows in the dark, it's probably just plastic. Yeah. Um, so, getting into the rules of the Ouija board. All right, let's hear these rules because we don't want to get haunted or possessed. Okay, there's quite a few rules and it's kind of... Some of them are like no-nonsense, but some of them... We'll get into it. All right. Um, so, first rule of a Ouija board. Don't talk about Ouija board. <laughs> Do not ask when you're going to die. Okay. It's best not to ask about the future. I said before where you shouldn't ask about like winning lottery numbers. Don't ask like which horse or which race horse is going to win. Which um, horse is racist? Which horse is racist? Just things you don't want to know. You don't want to mess with the future. Okay. Um. Is it because? It can change things, or... Well, if you know the future, and then you, like, do things that manipulate the future, you can also, like, end up changing it. But if you found out when you died, and then you changed it, wouldn't that be a good thing? Depends. What if your death leads to, like, a series of fortunate events, and then if you stay alive, and then... Oh, yeah, shit, man. Time travel. Anyway. It's like the, the butterfly effect, I think. Something like that, yeah. That's it. Everything happens for a reason. Um, um, rule number two. There should be no joke questions. The idea, you should take it very seriously, and I think it goes along with, like, don't ask when you're going to die. I should never, I think rule number two excludes me from ever using a Ouija board. Most of these rules exclude us from ever using them in the state of Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> now I'm interested. I mean, I was interested before, but now I'm really interested. So, we're not going to ask any joke questions, no. Nothing silly. Okay. Um, do not use an Ouija board in the cemetery. Was it cemetery? It's like a party line. Oh, well, cemeteries are very like. There's not a lot of good energy in cemeteries, right? I don't know. Is there not? I feel like cemeteries are more like a sad and kind of like 
Yeah, so okay, that makes sense. And you don't really want to use an Ouija board when you're feeling sad. And we'll get to that. That's one of the rules that comes later. You just don't want to do it. You want to positive mm. energy and a cemetery is not it. Okay. And that's kind of like why you should never do it in Louisiana. Because when I drive to work, I pass four <laughs> cemeteries that are just casually on the side of the road. Also, it's just kind of sad. Louisiana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, but seriously, help us. Please help. Um, do not use an Ouija board while experiencing depression. Negative energy may draw in malevolent spirits. Ooh, malevolent spirits. But it also goes back to like why you don't want to like use it in a cemetery. Negative energy. That's bad guys. Bad dead people hang out in cemeteries. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Next rule is the area you use should be dark and free of background noise. Candles or flashlights may be used nearby to illuminate the area. Mm-hmm. Also, another reason why you don't want to use it in a cemetery is because most of our cemeteries in Louisiana are right next to major roads. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you couldn't use it here anyway. So wait, does fluorescent lighting like interfere with the spiritual connection? Well, I think like when you get like some fluorescent lights, you get like that noise. Got it. Okay. And also, I feel like like not even just like fluorescent lighting like regular lights can like disrupt energy like if you're using like a energy reader you're gonna get the lights right yeah or like if you have something plugged in between your router and your computer it'll interfere with the wi-fi kind of um but like if you ever like gone ghost hunting which i don't think you have have not okay well i have and you kind of like got your basis for like what is normal energy and what isn't Maybe you have the light on that kind of like disrupt it. Right. So you got your proton pack. You got your ghost trap. You got your Ghostbusters car. Where else? What other equipment do you need for <laughs> ghost hunting? We're not talking about ghost hunting right now. We might do an episode on it later. Okay. So the next rule is you don't want to taunt or provoke spirits to communicate with you through the board. Um, this. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> pretty much. This is one of the most important rules, as taunting a spirit can have disastrous consequences. Mmm. Spooky. Which kind of comes up to, like, my sister's story later. Okay. Um, I'm so excited. super exciting. These lists, like, a lot of these rules exclude me. Yeah, this is why. Also, I taunted the shit out of the Ouija board that I owned. So. Now, this is why things make sense now. I mean, I guess maybe it's not taunting a spirit if you haven't spoken to a spirit, though. It's just taunting the board. Um, another rule is to remember that the spirits can lie just like the living. A spirit may try to win your trust by telling you that they are a long-lost relative or a small child that needs help. Not everything they say is true. Some spirits can be malicious. <laughs> Which is like what happens with Annabelle. Who? Annabelle. Like the doll? Yeah. Was it? They, I'm pretty sure they used like an Ouija board and they found out that they thought it was a small child. And they said that it's okay that the, doll, the spirit can live within the doll. Turns out it was some like. So it needed permission to be in the doll? Permission to stay. Okay, and then once it had it, they can't be like. You gotta nope the fuck out of here. It's like, uh, ghosts have really solid eviction laws. Like, nope, I'm here. I'll get to stay. <laughs> Squatter's rights, motherfucker. Anyway, don't. Spirits can lie. Okay. Next one is to never use an Ouija board alone. The more people, the better. Ouija because board. then someone can move the board. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. 
Ouija boards require energy to connect with the spirit. If not everyone can sit comfortably touching the planchette, it's okay to have people to just watch. Okay. Do not use an Ouija board in your home. You don't want to bring home unsavory spirits. Um, it's harder to break contact once you're inside your own home. Yeah, it is. Next rule. One person should be designated as the leader. They will be the one to talk and ask questions while the group is using the board. So you just want like one person talking to the spirit. So you just really need one responsible person. Yeah. But you don't want the person doing the talking to be like asking joke questions. and. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. One responsible person. Yeah, but you don't. The next rule of like, you don't. All right. Next rule. Okay. Others using the board should remain silent and keep their fingers on the planchette at all times. There should be no joking or laughing, um, no asking questions on whether or not it's working. This is considered negative energy and it will interfere. What about the commercials where they're like, you're moving it. No, you're moving it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And that is not the proper way to use an Ouija board. Do you remember those commercials? Yes. <laughs> Um, one person should be assigned the task of keeping track of answers. Do not guess what the answers are in the moment. So, like, don't try to guess what it's going to say next. You're just going to disrupt the energy. Okay. Um, next rule is when not in use, do not leave the planchette on the board. The planchette should always be removed from the board, even if it is to step out of the room. It is considered bad luck to leave it on the board. Guess where mine always was. (laughs) Guess where mine are always not. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Another rule is do not break the connection while you are using it. If you need to take a break, have one person keep their hands on the planchette. And then never come back. No pressure. Then they're stuck there with their hands on the thing. (laughs) And the last rule for using an Ouija board is to always end your session with an Ouija board by saying goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) We'll make sure we end our podcast by saying goodbye. Um, there's also some times in which you need to end the session immediately, and we're going to get into this next. Oh, good. Because that sounds exciting. Well, this is like when it starts to get a little bit scary. If you're using the board and a spirit starts counting down, going through the alphabet, end the session immediately. Say goodbye. This is how malevolent spirits try to get out of the board. By counting down? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going through the alphabet, so just say goodbye in the session. All right. Another way malevolent spirits make themselves known is by making a figure eight or like the infinity symbol. I've heard that. In the session immediately. I'm pretty sure that's like a Zozo thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you suspect that you are in contact with the malevolent spirit in the session immediately, leave the space you're in and say goodbye. In that order? Well, you say the goodbye first and then leave. Okay. Because you want to cut the energy, which is why you don't want to... Do it at home. Do it at home because you can't. It's harder to break that connection. Mm-hmm. If a spirit identifies themselves as Zozo, once again in the session, Zozo is identified to be a harmful spirit. Now, here's my question. You did the research. Maybe you didn't like go this deep, but there has there been like some sort of Zozo reports from back when? Or is it like a Slender Man kind of thing that well, just became a... Zozo. I've also seen him called a Zuzu. Or a Zazel. No. Okay, just curious. Because, <laughs> like, that's close, right? Kind of. But there is, like, slight variations on, like, the name. Like, Azuzu, like, A-Z-U-Z-U. And now it's, like, Zozo. So, if there was, like, an Azozo in Victorian times, the name might have been slightly changed. Okay, just curious. But, regardless, Azuzu, Zozo, I've also seen, like, Zaza or something like that. Harmful spirits in the session say goodbye, cut the energy. Meanwhile, there's just, like, this friendly old lady named Zaza, like, why doesn't anybody want to talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And then, like, the last thing is, like, you don't want to burn an Ouija board. Um, it's rumored or, like, it's, like, legend that this can cause more damage than simply leaving it untouched in the closet. If you're having an Ouija board or you're, if you're having issues with an Ouija board, store the planchette and the board separately. See, that's something I actually heard when I was a kid, a young boy, that if you're having problems with it, you're supposed to burn the board and bury the planchette. There's a couple of, like, legends of how to properly dispose of a board, and that's actually what I'm about to talk about next. Okay. So, there's a wide variety of ways to, like, properly dispose of a board. Personally, I think if you were to just be able to, like, give away the board, obviously keep the board and the planchette separately, that's the best method, because you're going to cut all ties with that board, and, like, spirits don't live in the board. No, I like where your head's at. Pass that spirit on to the next person. They're not in the board. (laughs) (laughs) Most people seem to think doing nothing is best. Close the session down properly. Mm -hmm. And then the board is really no more dangerous than a Monopoly board. Which can be pretty dangerous. I'm just saying. Seven hours without power and all you're playing is Monopoly. That's when it... Monopoly board will be more dangerous than a Ouija board. If you've never played Monopoly with Georgians, it gets intense. Georgi, I'm looking at you, man. (laughs) <laughs> you mean like Georgia, the country, not yeah. the state. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you wrap the planchette in a cloth so it doesn't make actual contact with the board, put it in the closet so you don't forget about it. Uh, so you can forget about it in which it will fall out of your closet and break the next time you need something. Mm. Suddenly it all made sense. <laughs> the floating objects, the walls using green slime. So the board itself is not actually the problem few notes on disposing however don't ever burn one it feels a little bit like a challenge i feel like you're challenging me right now if i come home and my board is burnt i'm gonna be pissed i'm not gonna burn your nice old board i'll just get a new one and burn it okay well don't bring it here um a reddit user suggests burying it face down keeping the planchette and the board separated at all times was the best thing to do i've seen breaking it into seven pieces um and burying it which i don't think would be kind of silly whatever somebody else suggested that just selling the board you will pass along anything tied to it however i've also seen selling the board to be bad luck Mm. Um, i just say give it away you broke the connection and a new owner shouldn't have any issues with it i mean yeah (laughs) and if they do sorry for your sorry for your problems (laughs) oops just kidding that's pretty much all i have on a ouija board so really yeah well that's pretty interesting. I don't believe in Ouija boards, but I'm a little creeped out. You're creeped out now? <laughs> a little bit. Why? Just the ambiance, man, and talking about ghosts and stuff. It's creepy. A little creepy. You guys can't see it, but all the lights are out, the candles are lit, and there's just like a Ouija board sitting near us. Not with the planchette on it, though, because we're responsible Ouija users. So, like I said before, I do have a story for my sister. I can't wait because you mentioned it and then we waited for a while. Well, I literally had to like beg my sister to write the story out because apparently she had like a pretty creepy session um, at her friend's house. Okay. You ready for me to read it? I'm so ready to hear this story. You have no idea. Uh, This is coming from like my twin sister, for those who don't know me very well. Growing up, we obviously did have a Ouija boards. Um, Our grandmother bought us one. It glowed in the dark. Pretty sure we bought it at the mall. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. My sister just wants to preface this, that we were 17 at the time. This is back when we lived in Alabama. And so this is like over 10 years ago. 
and she just wants to like let people know that they were stupid, stupid kids, <laughs> and to not judge them too hard. Too late. <laughs> I changed their names just because I didn't know if people's involved besides my sister wanted their names read out loud on the internet because I'm pretty sure one's a school teacher and I'm pretty sure the other one works in film. And if you're listening, give me a job. He wants a job. <laughs> I have a degree. <laughs> um, the last I checked, she was looking for a ghost story, so I don't know. Maybe Melody can hook that up. Hey, I just want to say this. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. That, but my sister's name hasn't. Her name's Melody. <laughs> and she was also uh, nursing her new baby while writing this, so. All right. She said it hurts, and she just wants to let people know that. Oh, she wanted people to know specifically that? Yeah, she wrote it in her story, so I'm just including it. Okay, cool. Um, so, this is what she wrote. It was a very bright and sunny day, and that detail becomes important later. Later. So, Savannah, Macy, and I were in Savannah's closet with a glow-in-the-dark board that we had gotten from Walmart. So, we did get it from Walmart. And if it's the board that I'm thinking of, our grandmother bought it for us. Um, so they were asking the board questions, you know, like the obvious ones, is anyone out there? What's your name? Are you good or evil? And she said that they were getting some kind of responses. And of course they were all like doing the arguing, like, how is it working? Mm -hmm. Are you moving it? Um, well, the commercial suggested that you should do that. <laughs> so I'm looking at you. Hasbro. Is it Hasbro or Mattel? Hasbro. Hasbro. Hasbro will travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says there was somebody there. She doesn't remember the name, but they said they were good. But like I said in the rules, spirits can lie. Mm, spirits do lie. They're all liars. If you're <laughs> listening, spirits, stop lying. Why are you always lying? Why are you always lying? Um, so she says she doesn't remember their name, but they were good. Um, she doesn't remember who asked the question, but she remembers someone asking, if you're here, give us a sign. Um, and just mind you that they're in a closet. That's not a question. <laughs> no answer. Um, again, they asked again that if somebody was there to give them a sign. Um, and the next thing you know, the candles that they have lit blew out. There's a big crack that came from outside the closet. And the power goes out. Savannah's TV was busted when it was working fine the early, earlier that day. And they weren't sure if it was a ghost or something or just like a really scary coincidence. But it happened right when they asked the board to show themselves. Interesting. Um, Melody says they never played with the board again. It hung out in her trunk to this day. It's still in her trunk? Yeah, I just asked for her to mail it to us. Oh, nice. I was about <laughs> to suggest that. <laughs> Um, mind you, she's had like four car accidents. Really? In yeah. that car? Wow. I put two and two together. I said, um, your Ouija board's in your trunk? And she said, yeah. And I said, haven't you had like four car accidents? And she said, uh, yeah. I said, mail me it. <laughs> but the spirits aren't tied to the board, you said. Oh, she might just be like a really bad driver. That's fair. Maybe. <laughs> to be fair, most people hit her. To be fair. She says she's too scared to throw it away and that... Ouija board should not be a Hasbro game. <laughs> Send me the board. We'll I, talk I to I told them. her I'll take care of it. We'll talk to the ghost. Ghost, it, spirit, if you fuck up my TV, I'm going to be mad. I know. Um, so, that's just a fun little story that Melody wrote. That was spooky, man. Yeah, like, I can imagine that scaring a closet full of 17-year-olds. That pretty much. Um, I, if it's in Savannah's house, I... 
It's a really, really, really nice neighborhood. Yeah. No reason for her TV to just explode like that. Right. Not explode, but, you know, stop working. Um, well, so, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank Melody again for helping to pick out this topic. Because I gave her like a list to choose from, and she picked this one, and I thought it was perfect for spooky season. Yeah, thank you, Melody. Um, she has been a guinea pig for the first couple episodes, along with Scarlett, my best friend, and Billy's best friend, Kendall. Yes, I think he is. Kendall, surprise, you're my best friend. <laughs> they give us the confidence to continue to post these things. Um, we also need to thank Darren Curtis for the intro and outro music. Go check out his stuff on YouTube. Yeah, Darren, I'm fairly certain it's common spellings. R-R-E-N-D-A-R-R-E-N, Curtis, like the first name. D-A-R-R-E-N, Curtis. So go to YouTube, check out his music. Even if you don't need um, royalty-free or copyright-free, copyright free, whichever one, music for your own products he does have like good stuff you should just go check it out i like to play it in the background whenever i'm cleaning yeah it's good background music for um, lots of activities our cover art is still by me as far as i know um if you'd like to make that better please email me yes um, you can email us at at uh our odd email at gmail.com um if you want to see pictures related to this episode go to our odd insta on instagram um, if you want to send us an email and suggest topics or send in your own personal Ouija word stories, you can do so at the email we just said. Go ahead and say it again. Which was ouroddemail at gmail.com. Um, if you want to interact on the face space, discuss this episode, um, you can do so at our odd Facebook group. Hopefully I figured out how to make that public. I did a search for it. I did find it. Our odd Facebook group. It should be like, for me, it was like three or four down, and you could see our logo. It's our little monster whose name I can't remember. We have a Patreon. We still haven't quite figured out how to use it. We're still making macaroni art. Um, yeah, we're going to get those tiers figured out, but we, for now, we're just having fun presenting you with information. But if you do want to check out our Patreon, you can go to our odd, our odd Patreon. Yeah. Right. Our odd Patreon. Patreon.com uh, slash our odd Patreon. Also thinking about doing some kind of monthly spooky postcard, I thought. Oh yeah. Maybe you mentioned it. I wrote it down, so apparently we're thinking about that at one point. Um, let us know if you think that would be kinda cool. Yeah, you won't get a return address, obviously, but considering we are uh working out of our apartment, but if you think that's a cool idea, let us know and we can try to set that up because we wanna kinda get people involved and also we'd like to help the post office <laughs> that too spooky uh spooky postcards just spooky stamps yeah and once again patreon.com slash our odd patreon yeah so let us know what you think about that um we hope you'll join us next time you will join us next time do it or we'll kiss your faces um i think our next episode is going to be either about a doll which i'm terrified about or a real life corpse bride a real life corpse bride yeah okay um for the doll episode i will make sure to buy a bunch of porcelain dolls to decorate the room i will cry <laughs> <laughs> i hate dolls <laughs> so i have to do i have to research during the day because i'm terrified but um, for real though thank you so much for listening and hopefully you'll come back and listen again <laughs> i hope so this is my favorite episode thus far 
Yeah, it's a good one. Want to say tip your baristas. Uh, be nice to your emergency responders, EMTs, paramedics, 911 dispatchers. Just be cool, man. Just be nice. We're just trying to help. Yeah. Uh, we are the Boneses. We are the Boneses, and we are out. No, we have to say goodbye. Oh, right. Goodbye. Goodbye.